Trading Nut, Episode 7. I'd say 90% of being able to be a good trader is uh, having the experience and having the right psychology. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial trading or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host Cam Hawkins and today we've got a trader by the name of Richard Jackson on the show. Now Richard has got a number of years behind him trading not just the uh, the futures markets but also the forex markets and he's got some stories to tell us. He has got some stories. This guy has done a lot of stuff in his time and he now runs Jackson Capital and Lupus Proprietary Trading so he's got experience in those fields as well so it's a real treat to have him on the show. He's based over in Australia and um, I suppose one of the things that, that really comes out um, quite strong within the show is that it highlights that everyone needs to find something that works for them so I've had I've interviewed a lot of traders, right? And every time I interview traders, I hear a, you know almost every time I hear a different approach, if not completely different. Uh, I hear at least a slightly different approach to the markets. But these guys are all still making it work for them. I mean, I, I had uh, I had Daniel Chung on the show not that long ago. It was on the Fifty Two Traders podcast, and he was talking about the fact that virtually every strategy works, but it just depends on if it works for you or not. That was one of his sort of quotes from the show, and it really sort of hit home with me. And and this show highlights that uh, it doesn't matter if you are um, if you've got an approach that nobody else is using or if you've got an, you've had an approach that you found hasn't worked for you in the past it doesn't mean it doesn't work so for example I mean I've had profitable algo traders on here guys who are either trading robots guys who are trading lots of robots all automatic all running back in the background dozens upon dozens of strategies and they're making money in their sleep while whilst I've got other traders here who are purely uh, discretionary traders and they, you know, then you can split that group up as well. And these guys are, are guys who are actually only trading with indicators who are doing really well. But then you've got a whole other group of traders who are discretionary traders only trading without indicators who, who almost despise indicators or at least traditional indicators uh, anyway. So, um, and then you've got guys who think the market's manipulated. Then you've got guys who think the market's just playing out human behavior. Everyone contradicts everyone else. I suppose the, the takeaway here and the thing to think about is it's all about finding something that you resonate with, something that works for you. And whatever that is, what my recommendation is, is to give it a try. Okay, Give different things a try until you, gotta, until you find something. Where I went wrong back in the day was I basically stuck on one thing and just stuck on it. I didn't move. I got stuck and I kept trying the same thing over and over again. What I recommend these days is try it, dive deep, test it out, and then decide. So give yourself a time frame, maybe two, three months, whatever it is. Four months go, I'm going to give it a go for four months, see what happens. If it doesn't work, then I move on. Okay, so if you listen to the show, you're going to find out what didn't work for Richard in the show. So there was one thing that he just definitely does not recommend using anymore, but um, he does still use it in a certain way. You're going to hear what that is soon. Now, I want to give you some more lessons. These are not trading lessons. These are completely sort of not related to trading at all. But I went away in the weekends. It was my end of year football trip. So we're doing one or we've done one pretty much once a year. They seem to be going up in terms of their their, uh, their expectations and the quality of the trip. I mean, this year we went to um, Wanaka, which is a lovely spot. There's mountains everywhere, snowy mountains, a big, a big lake. Um, absolutely picturesque. It's by Queenstown, and just have a look on on Google it. You'll find out what it looks like. It's it's absolutely stunning. You come out of the airport, and there's this humongous um, mountain just peering over you. Now, um, a few lessons here for anyone going on a trip with a bunch of bunch of men. Um, not so much. I don't think this sort of stuff happens on women's trips, but it definitely happens in men's trips. So, lessons that I learned were. 
If you're going away with a bunch of middle-aged men, don't take a fluorescent blue bag. Okay, I made the mistake, took a fluorescent blue bag. Everyone else seemed to have a grey or dark brown or light grey bag or black bag. And I had a fluorescent blue bag. I, I, I was tossing up. Do I take the fluoro blue one or do I take this other one which is going to blend in? Not as quite as user-friendly and functional. I went with the fluoro blue one. Don't do that. You're only going to get abused the entire weekend. The other thing is, do not complain about the food. All right, so I actually didn't complain about the food here at all, but I did complain about the food last time we went on a trip. I complained about a steak, uh, and this time I've really sort of learned my lesson. Don't complain about the food. Every time I ordered steak, it turned up on my plate, and it was like as thin as can be. I couldn't work out what was going on until... Right at the very end, I realized that the guys were switching the steaks in the kitchen and giving me a minute steak instead of a proper rump steak. Couldn't believe it. Absolutely stitched up. Last lesson before we get into the show. Um, Hopefully you're finding this slightly amusing. Take some earplugs, all right? And get your best snoring voice on, all right? So these are some lessons going on a guy's trip, and this was me on the on the giving end as opposed to the receiving end. I woke up at about one o'clock in the morning, and I saw my roommate leaving the room with duvet, pillows, and sheets in tow, not looking very happy with, with me, only to find out that he'd spent about four hours wandering around outside trying to find somewhere to sleep because I was snoring so loud. Um, he did get earplugs on the second night, so he was able to get a good night's sleep. But anyway, guys, those are my lessons for a weekend away with the lads. Right now, one more thing before we get into the interview. So there are some freebies given away on the website, the Trading Nut website. So if you do want to get access to those, so basically it's when the guys are giving some really good value in the actual podcast and you want something tangible to go with it, so like a chart or a video or something like that, they're up there in the members area in uh, in the Trading Nut members area. So if you want to get access to those and you're not already a member, a free member, you can be a free member, just jump on the site and there should be some boxes on there to uh, to put your email address in. As soon as you do that, you get access to the free content that's given away as part of these episodes. So it's bonus content, so it's not in the actual episode. So it's downloads of charts, marked up charts, normally with strategies on them. Um, and you, got, you, you guys are going to get that for free. Now, there are a few more uh gold memberships left so if you wanted to try out the gold membership it's only one dollar and now this is the best deal going it's only going to get um it's only going to go up from there it can only go up from there right so this is the best deal you're going to get one dollar to give gold membership a try i mean i've got one robot that's in there so it's monthly robots and it's uh it's the back catalog of 52 traders podcast so that's over 123 interviews with uh traders from my old podcast so guys um to, yeah, there's one of the robots that I've got there, is, is, and it's the first it's the first month that we've got an automated robot running. It's it's done 10%, and it's one month in. Okay, so this is the sort of stuff you get. You get uh, thousands of profitable back-tested set- settings that you can use and apply. You get a lot of configuration, way more than what you get with normal uh, robots out there. You get news filters. You get trailing stops. You get to apply... Um, uh, proper risk management, all that sort of stuff. So guys, check it out, tradingnut.com. There should be a link in the show description. If you're on your phone, just click on that and go straight there. All right, folks, without further ado, I think that's my rant for the day. Let's get on with the show with Richard. All right, folks, we've got Richard Jackson with us today from Leapers Proprietary Trading and Jackson Capital. So Richard's a 15-year derivatives trading vet in Forex um, and a number of other markets, from what I can uh, what I can tell. So, how's it going today, Richard? Very good, thank you. And so, um, you're based over there in Melbourne. What's it What's it like at the moment over there? I haven't been there for years. Well, Melbourne, uh, there's a lot of building going on, a lot of um, you know development things like that. But you know, Melbourne is the place to be. We've only, but we did slip to uh, now second place uh, in the world. I think if you if you guys heard that, uh, now we're behind one behind Vienna. Apparently, oh, it's the best best uh, city to live in, yeah. Yes, yeah, most livable city in the world. Oh, really? Oh, superb. I've, right. Yeah, I've been there like once on a work trip years ago, and all I remember was like one day it was freezing, and the next day it was like boiling hot, and it was the middle of winter. Well, that's the thing. You always get the northerly breeze coming through, so uh, you've got to be uh, 
ready to take your uh, jumper off pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't get that over here in New Zealand. It's very much like uh, it's winter and it's winter, <laughs> and yeah, then it's well, summer. That's the thing, you know, when I get when I get traders to come and trade for me, that's one of the main points that I uh, look for uh, for our prop firm. Uh, we look for consistency, which is the most uh, probably the most important thing. We don't really care about return on investment. We really just look for consistency. Cool. Okay. Well, look, let's get on with the show today. So the first um, first thing I want to sort of touch on is your journey to where you got to today. I mean, I suppose it's a fairly long one because you've got quite an established uh, couple of businesses there. So do you want to get us take us all the way back to when you first got into trading? How did that all start? Okay, well, I started off my uh, career as an electrical engineer at RMIT. I did a little bit of engineering with my father at a um, a research testing facility out in in Footscray. Um, And I then, you know, had a look at the markets uh, and, you know, wanted to – I was very, very much interested in it. And it was kind of about the same time that all of the online platforms were coming out as well. So that was around about 2003. Um, And then uh, because of my engineering background, I was able to, you know, understand, you know, you know, geometrics, uh, coding, you know, C plus coding, etc, which helped me be able to establish, you know, the ability to uh, code myself in what was then called um, MetaTrader 3. Wow. (laughs) Um, So, uh, that was uh, did a lot of that. Um, uh, started off by uh, trading the E-mini futures on the S and P and Russell two thousand. Uh, used the score from the S and P pit uh, to assist me in uh, trading um, or actively day trading, and that was kind of was um, very annoying, I guess, because we'd have to I'd have to be up all night. Uh, my day would consist of uh, getting up uh, around about uh, four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, wait until the first news at 10.30 at night and then uh, go to sleep at around about nine o'clock in the morning. So, you know, that's not something that you can really live with for too long unless you're over in uh, the east coast of the United States. But... Um, I looked over from, I moved from E-mini Futures to uh, FX because obviously FX runs 24 hours a day. There's no uh, closed session times there. Um, I also looked at trading stocks, so doing a lot of back testing on uh, on AMI Broker and using um, uh, an analysis tool, tool called, um, called uh, Market Analyst, which is now called Optima. Okay, so they scanned the uh, top top 500 stocks in Australia, but you can also use that to scan the stocks in the United States. There's obviously a lot more stocks in the United States to scan, um, uh, but you know, we, my journey was really you know coding you know technical conditions to be able to uh, take advantage of mean reversion type strategies or trend tra- trading strategies. But I like FX more. Uh, FX, you know, it's a derivative. I've got the ability for leverage, even though for all retail traders, you know, and it's very important that you retail traders understand that leverage is a double-edged sword. Uh, We can make a lot of money on the upside, but also we have to risk a lot. Um, You know, uh, risk and reward is simply, you know, in my view, a, a balancing act. Um, I've had a lot of clients come to me and say, I would love to have all of the, you know, the return that I can get as much return as I, you know, I would love to make, you know, 50% per annum, but I don't want to take any risk. I say, well, that's, that's impossible. So you have to accept risk if you want the return. Um, if you want low risk, you get low return. If you want high risk, you get high return. But I just digressed a little bit there. So let me get back to the main point. Uh, I went to trading FX, uh, indices uh, and commodities using CFDs. And that's just through a normal or very popular uh, brokers out there uh, executing through MT4. 
and uh, being able to code code as well gave me the ability to write uh, algorithm al algorithms on the market so that I can um, you know really test them out. I would like to talk about that in just a minute as well. Uh, you know what the benefit is of, of using algorithms uh, to trade for yourself. You things like EAs uh, uh, written in MQL4. But I'll get uh, Cam. You can remind me to do that in just a short while. I sure will. Um, uh, so from there, um, you know, I developed myself as a trader. Um, and had, uh, you know, a handful of clients. Um, and then obviously the uh, business started growing from there. Now that I'm getting a bit older, I want to replace myself as a trader because I'm focusing a lot more on the business at this point in time. You know, being a trader and trying to raise funds and trying to educate new traders, all those sorts of things, you know, you know, once something's got to give. So uh, trading isn't something that you can, you know, set and forget or, you know, just do on a part-time basis. It does take uh, – uh, active trading is quite intensive. You've got to be uh, – you know, experience, but you also got to be on the ball, uh, meaning that you need to be available for when the market is ready to give you something, okay? So um, that, I guess, is my journey of where I've gone uh, up, to, up to now. So Jackson Capital, I guess, at this point in time is our fund, uh, is our fund, or we use a managed discretionary account. Uh, and we take agency level funds, which is retail and wholesale uh, clients into it. And Leopard's Proprietary Trading is our personal money. And uh, we get our traders to trade for ourselves as well as our clients. Cool. Brilliant. Okay. Um, so there's a few questions here I've got on that. I mean, interesting, the old MetaTrader 3. So uh, I suppose your journey, you know, you were interested in it. You had the coding ability. Uh, I mean, did you go straight into building automated trading robots or were you like did you educate yourself on the on the market some some other way yeah well i've i've done all of the you know i've got my um yes i've i've, I've read probably about uh 35 books i guess some of those yeah, some of the great books that i've read uh you know fibonacci queen by carolyn baroden uh there's another one, Scott Carney, which is uh, trading or harmonic trading. Uh, the first book's probably the better one. The second volume, that's more of a fairly um, esoteric type of uh, pattern that uh, get formed every now and then. But you know, um, actually, both you know, those so guys I've, have been on my. The... Uh, both those guys have been on the show already. So um, have they? Yeah, they both okay. been on the show. So I've had Carolyn and uh, and Scott. Yeah, Carolyn's well. Carolyn Baroden is that's that's a fantastic book. You know, trading in my in my view is really two main aspects. One is uh, market timing, uh, which Carolyn Baroden really talks about. Um, and there's another book. Hang on, let me just I'm just pulling it out now. It's a book called Trade What You See, uh, How to Profit from Pattern Recognition by Larry Pazavento. Yeah, he's been on yep. the show as well, or on the 52 okay. Traders podcast, which is part of the yeah. uh, the membership over here. Well, that's a, that's a very good book as well. So, um, you know, trading, I guess, is, you know, like I said, is about uh, market timing uh, and where how to get in uh, at, at at the bet or at an optimal time, uh, because what we need to do as traders is we need to really look at our risk to reward ratio. And soon as we can reduce our risk, then we've got an uh, we've got the ability to have a high risk to reward ratio. So market timing is very important on that one. So um, so those guys are very good. I, I think I've am I answering your question? Oh, yeah. So, so it was very much how you how you got your education. It sounds like you you know you went through a few books. Yeah, a lot those of books. I've done my I've done um, uh, obviously uh, a lot of experience with uh, other experienced traders. Another thing that you know I must you know uh, encourage everybody to do or your listeners to do is you know find a mentor, find somebody who's got all this experience and and uh, somebody who's got. Uh, not just an education company, because education companies seem to 
teach you something very quickly over a short period of time and then you know let you go and work it out for yourself i'd say 90 percent of being able to be a good trader is uh, uh having the experience and having the right psychology right yeah um if you're if you're not a count if if you're sitting in your house on your own tr- trading you're only accountable to yourself and that accountability will really um really you know you can always everybody can convince themselves of you know whether something was right or wrong but if you've got an experienced trader holding you accountable uh for what your your actions are and how you um, how you trade, then you will condition yourself into being becoming a good trader in the end, uh, and that will be uh, it'll be a shorter process than having to go through the 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 pain and uh, the the of, of teaching yourself and getting that experience. So true, so true. Um, I've got so to mention myself. Just, so let me let me just go back, and I think you were asking me about my algorithms. Um, and because I, 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 I tend to uh, just go off and start talking about other Actually, things. Actually, but, but I've got a note of that, so we'll, we will go back onto those. Can we just, um, okay. first of all, so where did you find your mentors? Uh, well, I just really found my mentors, you know, on the internet. Um, you know, I found a, a group of traders in, in Melbourne as well. So, you know, I went and spoke to them. Uh, you know, it's not really just going and talking to, talking about it over a beer. It was more, you know, sit down with me and we're going to, you know, go through each and every single trade that you've done in the past. You know, so it's not a social thing. It was more of, you know, very active. So, you know, there's plenty of groups out there that will offer that type of thing. Um, and I guess that's why I've, I've set up uh, Lepus Proprietary Trading the way that I have as well, is that we focus a lot on the mentoring side and the fixing of the psychology side uh, because, you know, some some young guys, they have a lot of hubris uh, in, in, you know, inherent in them. They have uh, cognitive biases, which we all have in us, uh, that will, uh, you know, uh, affect our performance when we're trading. Cool. Okay, and, and before we get on to the, the algos, so did you, did you do much manual trading back then? Yes, did all the manual trading. Uh, I, I, well, I guess th- this is a good segue, actually. So, you know, I started off manual trading. Um, in my mind, I was not doing too well when I started. Nobody does well when they start, okay, because it's all a learning process. So they thought, okay, well, let me try and do the algo trading. I've written probably about 800 EAs in the last uh, 10 years. Now, my opinion of uh, expert advisors, especially when backtesting, uh, even right down onto tick data, is that EAs will have their day in the sun, okay? Also, uh, it should never, an EA should never be left uh, alone to run on its own, okay? Turning your back on an EA is probably the, probably the most dangerous thing that anyone can do. Um, you know, it's very easy for a trader to run a back test and then curve fit their curve fit their parameters to fit the EA. Okay, is that something that's going to happen? You know, going forward, well, it's well, typically not. Okay, it will work for a while, but then you'll end up getting uh, getting hit. I use EAs at this point in time really for alerts. So I, I send uh, SMS messages to my phone using EAs if there are certain conditions that um, that are met or technical conditions. Also, EAs we need to really find. You know, uh, there needs to be an input for a fundamental uh, overview in it as well. Um, so EAs, I see EAs, if anybody does use EAs, it's like a little bit of an augmented human, you know, it's like a RoboCop type of thing. You know, part, it needs to be part human still and then part machine. So, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, I'm, so now I've gone back to, and I really do believe in, uh, manual trading. Uh, manual trading is... Uh, is or a human has the ability to adapt and to be dynamic uh, where a code can't be if we were going to enter in every single condition 
possible into the syntax of an MQL4 um, script, then the the syntax will be just so big that it will run slow. Okay, uh, that's why you know really the only place I see algorithms sitting at this point is if you're going to use it for arbitrage purposes. Okay, so HFT, uh, you know, latency arbitrage, uh, that type of thing. Um, uh, so just be careful about using algorithms for anybody who is considering doing that. Okay, cool. So the, the out of the 800 that you had, I mean, do you want to sort of give us a potted history of, of how you sort of found them? Well, it's very, very, yeah, sorry, it's very easy for people to, you know, see a nice equity curve on the internet. We've just got to make sure that it's not a Martingale type EA or grid system EA. Grid systems and Martingale will even though they look nice and pretty for a little while, they will kill you at some point. Uh, so uh, is there any, and I did cut you off there, Kevin, I'm sorry, but uh, is there any that did work, you know, reasonably well? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, they all, some of them had a day, their day in the sun. I did, I did use them, but, uh, um, you know, you've got to be right on top of them. You've got to be changing the code. You've got to be... Um, making it uh, better and better uh, every day, I think. So um, I prefer now, I prefer just to use them as alerts uh, and then uh, allow me to have a look at the charts to then make a judgment from there. Cool. All right, so so um, so that gives us a nice little history of how you got to where you are now, which is great. Um, so... Can you give the listeners into some insight into your trading style these days? I mean, what what is what would you call your style? Oh uh, well, we've got we've got a we've got two main styles. Uh, the first one is uh, a swing strategy. So we use uh, Fibonacci and heart market harmonics to get into our trades, um, and then we also use uh, use a news release strategy. So if we've got a big uh, uh, shift in consensus versus actual then we will uh enter into trades uh based on the news release cool and what time frames do you actually analyze when you're looking at entering these strategies okay so the swing strategy will use a daily to uh place our any major trend lines then we'll drill down to a one hour chart so our swing trades are based on one hour charts our news release strategy is based on a five-minute chart. And you don't do any sort of multi-time frame on the news release one? Um, no, I mean, we, we'll, all, we'll already have our uh, main um, uh, uh, trend lines, etc., already on that chart. So we put our trend lines on the wider time frames. But uh, the actual entry and exit conditions, we, we can just sit on the five-minute chart. Cool. And um, average trade duration, how long do they typically run with both those strategies? Well, couple of, from a day to a couple of days. So swing strategy will, you know, fall from beginning to end, will take probably about a week. Um, and the news release ones will be from, it could be from, uh, you know, an hour to a couple of days. And uh, risk to reward ratio combined with winning percentage, what does that look like? Um, for our our particular strategies, well, we combine it all onto funds. So um, the fund uh, has the has both of them combined. So uh, you know, just so you know, if we separate them, you know, uh, I don't have those figures available. But uh, you know, risk to reward. You know, we're looking for on a swing strategy. We look for around about to, for from the entry uh, for with our stop. Uh, not reduced. It's around about 1.5 to 1. When we do reduce our stop, it goes to around about 5 to 1 is our risk to reward. Oh, cool. uh, win, win strategy is around about 40%. Righty-ho. And um, uh, what, what instruments are you looking to trade those across? Well, that's just all the majors on FX. Uh, we, use, uh, we, do, we stay away from exotics. Uh, things like the lira at the moment is you know hot topic, um, but the spread is just way too wide. Um, you know we just we really don't like trading you know widow makers like the ZAR and the uh, TRY etc. 
but on the indices, we'll stick to the major indices, you know, the ones in the United States, Dow and S&P. We'll have a look at the, um, uh, the London 100 and we'll also look at the uh, Japanese 225. And and what would be the number total number of trades you'd have running and managing those trades at any one time? Um, uh, we you know we we do keep our volume low, so we can afford to have uh, a group uh, you know a lot of trades open. Um, we've got five traders in our top top one percent of traders that will trade for us. Um, so you know, and they're only allowed to have you know two to three trades open at one time. So we can have. You know, let's say ten trades open at one time, ten to fifteen. Righty ho. And what does the typical trading day look like? Oh well, it's a, yeah, you know, it, like in any FX or you know indices, most of the moves happen during the night. So uh, we go from London session open right through to about two, two or three in the morning. So you guys, so you got guys in the office at that time of the day, or is, how does that no, work? No, not at they, the office. They'll just no. do it from from their, their own personal offices, which is probably you know their own home offices. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, because we because we trade on the FX market, and uh, you know we've got a, available uh, platforms, etc. Um, they trade on their own accounts, and then I you run VPS, uh, and that sits in NY four and LD four, uh, which will uh, do the execution. And so, so when you were, I mean, I suppose you're talking now more about focusing on the business as opposed to the trading um, or trying to get out of the trading. I mean, when you were doing it yourself, I mean, what did that look like at two o'clock in the morning when you were, you know, up that late? Well, you'd have the Bloomberg TV running. So, you've, you know, you've got something going on in your ear. Um, you know, you, you rug, rugged up with a heater right next to you and, uh, and uh, you know, it you know, we, you know, I've seen some massive moves. You know, I've seen some great things. I mean, I was, I, you know, I was, I was uh, partook in uh, three limit downs on the S and P five hundred, uh, which was awesome, right? You know, you wake up, you wait for the uh, the session to open, and then uh, you can't trade because it's gone limit down. Um, you know that's that's pretty good. Um, you know, so so sometimes it's really boring. Sometimes it's um, um sometimes it's uh it's 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 exciting so um the i guess the uh you know what it is that we you know you know during the night you know we you know most of the news comes out on a thursday and a friday you know if we've got uh, FOMC or uh any of the the uh non-farm payrolls uh, CPI, etc. You know that they're good to wait for them to be executed. Cool, cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm down in New Zealand, and it is that um, that sort of uh, hour of the day that you do need to be up. It's better for us in the in the winter than it is in the summer. The summer is just ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Daylight saving. You always have to adjust for daylight saving, and um, it's a bit painful sometimes when you. You know, the start of the U.S. session doesn't happen until one thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, for for me, it's three thirty in the morning. Three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't see much of that. Um, right. So, mm. I saw on your site, your website, you've got cryptocurrency in there. I mean, do you want to walk walk us through? A, are you guys trading cryptos? How are you trading them? Which in which uh, which pairs are you well not pairs which, which cryptos are you trading, and just your general view on the the whole crypto scene. Sure, cryptocurrencies. Um, just it's just another one of the uh, one of the uh, hypo the hype things that are happening at the moment. I guess I've got cryptocurrency on there because you know uh, we we may touch on crypto in the in the future. We don't actually trade it right now. Um, um, you know, for and for a number of reasons, which I'll go into for in just a second. But uh, you know, if I if I do decide to go into crypto, we will will definitely trade it. But I'm yet to see it behave in a in a way which is uh, good for uh, active trading, not for investing. Okay, so there's a difference between investing and actively trading. When we're actively trading, when we, when when investing, we're 
it's it's a long term buy hold. So typically, somebody out there will go and uh, buy BHP, sit on it for five years, and then you know it, it most probably has gone up. Okay, what we do is we actively trade on smaller time frames. So people are when they invest with us, they're not really investing in the in cryptocurrency. They're not really investing in uh, FX. They're not really investing in any of the other instruments that we offer. What they're doing is they're investing in us and our skill set. Okay, yeah. so uh, because we can go up, we can go down, uh, we can uh, go. You know, we can make money based on speculation. Uh, uh, that's what they're investing in. Now, we love FX. We love uh, oil, gold, silver uh, um, indices because they have um, underlying fundamental uh, uh, economic news or economic uh, conditions which will move that market. Unfortunately, with... Uh, cryptocurrency the only thing that's really moving cryptocurrency is people who are investing in cryptocurrency there's no fundamental or underlying um, economic reasons why it should move two things move 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 the cryptocurrency one is uh, the investors who are speculating on it and two is the underlying algorithm of the blockchain uh, so Unless there is a connection between uh, uh, fundamental analysis or economic conditions, we're probably going to stay away from it at this point in time. Okay. Um, secondly, you know, I'm not a fan of crypto because of uh, how many exchanges there are out there. Uh, because certainly when we were up at about 19,000 on Bitcoin, you know, some exchanges were displaying 16,000, some were doing, you know, 17. There was price discrepancies between all of the exchanges. Um, so how do you know what the actual underlying value of it is? Uh, it's a very inefficient market. Um, we kind of prefer the more efficient ones uh, for the liquidity level and for uh, the fact that, you know, uh, they're... they're high-level traders trading it. So um, they're the, they're, I guess they're the reasons why, you know, I'm not too much of a fan of crypto at this point in time, and I stick with the, uh, the, other, uh, the other ones that are displayed on our website. However, in saying that, I do have it up there because at some point we may engage in it. Righty ho, and and just while we're on the subject, I mean, ICOs, what are your sort of views on those if you've got any? Well, ICOs. I mean, you, you saw we saw uh, we saw China ban ICOs for the second time. Uh, you know, the crypto. All of these. You know, you've got to be careful. Every every man and his dog wants to get a get a bite of this uh, this little uh, hysteria that's going on at the moment. They think, you know, let's just go and make a uh, new ICO, and then we'll turn ourselves into millionaires, right? Uh, as an investor coming in, even if you're coming in at the seed level. Uh, you really got to understand uh, very well what the underlying um, uh, uh, blockchain algorithm, what the benefit or the, or the uh, disadvantages of that underlying or the only uh, asset that's there. Um, if you don't understand it, then I'll probably say stay away from it. Um, the hysteria will die down and I can pretty much almost guarantee everybody, every one of your listeners, that it will get regulated at some point. It's just a matter of time. Um, but in between now and when that regulation comes through, then uh, you've got the ability to make speculative income from it uh, if you want to take the punt on it. But if you're going to do uh, a, if you're going to be a, a long-term investor in it and kind of you know, buy yourself two bitcoins and forget about it. You're probably you're going to get might get yourself into trouble. Okay. Good, good, uh, good insight there for you listeners out there as well. Um, right. So let's steer away from cryptos now and go back onto sort of trading. So I know that you said at the beginning that you were, you know you could code in C plus plus and uh, or C plus and and all this sort of stuff. So you had an engineering background. I mean, what do you think made you different from the average trader out there 
the guy that sort of comes in and it doesn't work for them and they give up well, and, and leave. Well, this is exactly what we do, okay? So we take normal guys. I'm not sure whether... Have you ever heard of the book called The Turtle Traders? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So the book, basically, just to give listeners a little bit of a synopsis of it, um, is that two fund managers uh, back in the 80s decided that they could take people off the street and teach them how to trade. Out of those 10 people, I think they did a bet for $1, (laughs) something crazy like that. Um, And then what they did, uh, this one of the fund managers said, yes, I can. And the other one said, no, you can't. And what happened was uh, they took the 10 people and nine of them failed. Okay. They said, here's the rules. Yeah. Here's, here's, how you, here's an overview of how you do it. Here's specific entry and exit conditions, etc. all of those sorts of things. And only one guy made it, okay? And the reason why that only that one guy made it is because he, he uh, didn't have all of the, the uh, psychological issues that everybody else did because most people are fearful of getting in. Uh, they have the fear, hope and greed type of uh, thing that goes along with them. So... Um, so I guess that's exactly what we do. Uh, what we do is we take ordinary people off the street and, uh, we turn them into traders, but we don't do it over the course of, uh, you know, a a three day course. We do it over the course of 12 to 18 months. Okay. Um, for, for the average trader out there, it's, it's possible to become a good trader. It is, but it, obviously you've got to be dedicated. You've got to be, uh, you've got to want to do it. Um, uh, you've got to have the, you know, you've got to be, uh, you've got to go through the emotional ups and downs that come along with it. And uh, you need a mentor. You need somebody who is going to guide you, keep you on track, keep you accountable, all those sorts of things. So it's definitely possible for, for guys uh, anyone to do these type of things. You don't have to be a coder. Uh, you can manually trade and you can manually trade well. Uh, there are, you know, certain rules out there. It's like, you know, learning anything. You know, it's hard to understand it at the start, but then, you know, as you get used to it, as you see the patterns come uh, present themselves more often, uh, then it is possible to be able to see them um, as they're forming and be able to trade it. And I suppose stepping back into yourself, like, I mean, you obviously went through some of this process. I mean, how did that, how did you get through it without that, well, without that sort of yeah. guidance? Well, that's, you know, when I started trading, I, I borrowed $30,000 off my girlfriend and lost it all. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. Okay. <laughs> no, well, that, that was a wake up call, right? Uh, that was like, okay, you know, I didn't. I didn't practice. I didn't, you know, all I saw was a jackpot view of the market. You know, I can leverage up and I can trade this. This is awesome, right? All I need to do is make, you know, 300 bucks a day and then I'm on an $80,000 income, right? Yeah. But if I lose 300 bucks, then I'm going to make $600, okay? You know, those type of things. You know, I've been doing this for 15 years. It took me five years before I was any good because, you know, I had to go through all of that pain. I had to go through the pain of telling myself or realizing that, mate, you're not a hero, right? You're not good. You've got to get, you've got to knuckle down and you've got to do the work, right? You know, I remember sitting there at my desk crying because I really wanted to be a trader so badly and it wasn't working for me, right? Depression, crying, anxiety, all these things went through me. Until I decided, okay, now I've got to do it properly. I've got to go get somebody who's going to teach me, who's going to keep me on, on track. I've got to read, read 30, 40 books to be able to become good at this. Uh, so <clears throat> after a while, it, it happened. Um, and I saw it happen. And I guess some of the guys that come in here, they, you know, they, they're, they're destroyed. You know, they, they have been a, tr- a trader in the past and they, they have been... They've come in all upset, and I've said, "Don't worry about it. Let's start. Let's just start from the beginning, okay? Let's read. Let's teach you from, you know. Let's unlearn what you've learned, and we'll we'll get you back on the right track. Uh, so, you know, and their their improvement, and you can read it on my website. Some of the guys that have come in and the, the, the you know they were failing, and now they're good. Uh, you know, I've given them allocations now to trade with, so it's possible for in, 
for people to do it. And, and was there a was it was it one particular day or yeah was it like a day or um, was it over a period of sort of weeks or yeah or no I think time? it was like a, a one day when there I had you know I was losing consistently yeah. so I was a very good loser when I started. Um, um, <laughs> But it was one day when I really gave it a good crack and then I just basically lost the whole account and that was just like devastating. But, you know, I had a good girlfriend at the time and she uh, she said it was okay and all those sorts of things. But, you know, it was a wake-up call. Yeah, and sorry, I mean, I, I was probably more interested in the, in the one day that, you know, was there a day when it sort of turned around and you were like, oh, oh, I finally, me, finally got yeah, it. Yeah, for me, for me it was more, it was slow, right? But yeah. yes, it, yeah, I mean, I guess there is a period where where that happened, where I really understood what risk and reward was about. So, let me let me just mention something here. Um, just hold. Can I just hold on one second? Yeah, I'm just got to find something here. There's, it's in behavioural, you know, behavioural economics. Um, uh, basically says that it's called loss aversion. I'm not sure whether you, you, it would be good for your listeners to look this up. Uh, it's a heuristic called loss aversion. People, if, if I give uh, two possible outcomes, one is a gain and one is a loss, okay, um, and uh, both of those people uh, or that single person can understand that, they will favour the gain than the loss. Okay, so what that means is, is in uh, behavioural psychology, that people, when you get a loss, you tend to not want to get a loss again. Okay, where as a trader, you have to accept losses. You have to become very good and very thick skin around having a loss. Okay, because we need you. You need to be able to trade that next time. You can need to be able to put the, the the order on the market without any hesitation, without any fear. Okay, and this is uh, this is something that you know that that took me a while to finally get. It clicked for me where that you know if you do that and you've got the the got a good risk to reward ratio by having your stop and then moving your stop to close to break even, then you increase your probability. Even though I've got a small win loss ratio. I've got a high win loss ratio, risk to reward ratio. So therefore, in the over the long term, then you make your money. Um, people seem, or especially retail traders who get a string of losers, you know, you know, it tends to it, screw with their psychology so much. Then you know, it, all of these other emotions come on board, and then they end up making mistakes and failing. Cool. Really, really interesting. Um, so if, if you're a, a retail trader working a day job, what steps would you take to start earning income trading? Um, well, uh, just realize that it's not something that can be done overnight, okay? Um, if you want to be a, a, a trader, um, even if you want to do it as you can still have a job and trade, that's no problem. Um, but just, you, you know, you've got to knuckle down. And uh, you got to learn. Um, you got to get the experience as well, okay? And uh, that experience, you know, is technical uh, analysis, fundamental analysis, and behavioural economics. So, if you were to split your trading up into technical versus fundamental, what would that split look like? Um, fundamental, you know, we look at what the fundamentals are like. So we'd see where the price is being factored in. Uh, we look at the fundamental side to, you know, so, you know, have a judgment of where money flow is. Um, also for the news release uh, strategy. So, um, you know, technical, technically, we, I guess, you know, we're looking at a probably about 60% technical, 40% uh, fundamental. And, and diving into the technicals, I mean, on a price chart, what three things would you recommend a trader? Okay, so if you're, if you're trade, for your traders who want to trade foreign exchange, I recommend, highly recommend to put institutional uh, moving averages on your chart, which are the 100, 200 and 50 period simple moving averages. Uh, they, 
they are commonly used as support resistance lines. Um, also, um, your trend lines are very important. So uh, trend, trend lines across the top or across all the highs for downtrend, trend lines across all the bottoms for or all the lows for uptrends. So if you get a, get a convergence of let's say 50618 Fibonacci on a on a on a leg uh, with the convergence with a moving average or one of the trend uh, trend lines, then you you've got an increased probability of of that at least moving a little bit in your favour. So it gives you the ability to reduce your risk. Um, because what we got to do is we have got to remember that there is no secret source, there's no holy grail, there's no something that, there's no secret to what we're doing. We're trading in chaos. And chaos means that you have no ability to uh, predict the future on any one given outcome. You have to, we have to use probabilities. Um, and if we can use probabilities where we can have a good risk reward ratio, then that's going to work in our favor. So, um, Looking for convergence points um, is going to increase your probability of it at least moving a little bit in your favour, and uh, that's the way we we do it, I guess. Cool. Right, let's move into the quickfire round. So I'm going to ask us nine uh, questions to Richard here, see um, what it takes to become a successful trader. So first question is, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Five years. What's your mental approach to trading, and do you have any special techniques you can share with us? Um, understand the uh, uh, human heuristics and cognitive bias. What's your favourite entry setup? Fifty uh, percent convergence strategy. And that's fifty percent on the fib, yeah. Yeah, fifty percent fib with convergence with uh, support resistance. What strategies do you use to exit or manage active trades? Uh, we use a A, B equals C, D. Uh, so we put our eggs, our take profit at D point. Um, and we manage to trade from A point on the leg. And then we move our stop up to just below C point. What's your recommended trading book? Fibonacci coin. That's the Carolyn Baroden one. What's it called? It's called... Fibonacci Trading by Carolyn Broden. And if you guys do want to hear that interview with Carolyn, then it's in the 52 Traders Archive, which is part of the Trading Nut membership. Um, so if there's one thing you'd recommend any retail trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be, why, and how can they go about mastering it? Um, master, I, I guess master, you know, um, what your legs of, legs of a trend are. Okay, so even if you go into Elliott Wave, you know what's your, your what's your one, two, three, four, five waves. You know, master that. If you can master that, then you can really start seeing you know the support and resistance levels. What's your preferred broker and trading platform? Oh, okay, so uh, trading platforms MT4. We just use it because it's very common. Um, uh, preferred brokers. I've got three guys out there that are my preferred brokers. Uh, you know, uh, Tyson from Mex Exchange, MEX Exchange. Um, he's a, he's a good guy. He'll look after you very well. Very knowledgeable. Um, I've got Dean Hyde also from uh, Blueberry Markets. They're they're really nice guys. Uh, great customer service, etc. And also Pepperstone. Uh, they're they're very big. Uh, the guys down there at Pepperstone. Uh, are um, you know very helpful and uh, very good with what they do. Yeah, I've, I've uh, spoken to Dean before. He's, he sponsored the show once um, back in the day. So, um, yep. yeah, common connection there. Uh, what's your worst ever trade? Oh, worst ever trade? When I started, when I started trading. Um, you know, a common mistake that a lot of traders make are holding on to your losers because you don't want it to lose. You've got hope of, of it coming back um, and cutting your winners short, okay? Uh, you know, a good trader has the opposite psychology. Um, so, you know, when I started, well, my worst trade was me holding on to, uh, you know, a couple of lots on the... Um, 
Oh, sorry, a couple of contracts on the E-mini S&P when, uh, during 2008, and I probably blew about um, eight grand in one night. If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Sorry, say again? Listeners if... with one piece of advice? Yep. Yep. Educate yourself. And make sure you make sure, please understand you can't do it on your own. Good advice, guys. And education is massive. So if yeah. you know, even the guys that I know that are doing doing really really well. Um, sorry, there's not an echo there. I just said by by those words twice. Um, they they continue to seek out new education all the time. Right, last question of the show here, Richard. So we'd like you to give us the bones of a full trading strategy, entry setup, stop loss, take profit targets, market time frame, something our listeners can try it at home. What have you got for us there this week? Okay, well, I, I touched on it before. I just touched on it before. So, okay, set up your trend lines on your daily and four-hour chart. Uh, just stick to the majors uh, on, uh, you know, Euro, Euro USD, Sterling USD, Swiss, uh, USD Swiss, Dollar Yen, etc. Um, try not to trade exotics because, you know, the spreads are too wide and you'll get, you'll get eaten up. Um, so start off with your... Uh, trend lines on your wider time frames. Drill down to a a um, one hour chart. Have a look for uh, a reversal pattern, either head and shoulders, double bottom, or a break of a um, uh, a break of a trend uh, with divergence. And then uh, with that A B leg, draw your Fibonacci. Um, uh, and have the 50%. Look for the 50% to 618. If that converges with uh, the 100 or 200 period moving average or a trend line, then you've got a high probability of that working in your favour. Put your uh, target at D point and put your stop, uh, start your stop off at A point and then move it to just underneath C point. If you want to have a look at how that uh, works, I'll, put a, I'll send an image over uh to cam or i will uh I'll, i can put a video of it up on the um on my blog on my website sweet i think we probably will need an image or some explanation of more detail even that one usually i can note, note these down and sort of pick it up but that was um i think we do need some supporting material so guys you know where to go for that probably just head over to the trading uh website and find this interview and then there'll be links on there to to get access to whatever um, Rich is going to put put up there for us. So before we wrap up, what is the best way for the traders to get hold of you? I'll just come to Lepers Proprietary Trading. Um, have a look at our website. Go to the Traders tab, and if you want uh, you want to talk to me, I can. Uh, I'm free for anyone to have a chat to. I've got a few guys here that can chat to you as well. So um, and we're always looking for traders. So if you've got the interest in coming to. Uh, trade for Lepus and trade my funds and our agency funds and uh, would like to talk to you. A big thank you to Richard for sharing with us today everything we've Can discussed Can I just here. add in one more thing? Oh, yeah, go for it. Sorry, mate. If anybody's interested in also in, in investing, if they want to invest in our, in our uh, fund, go over to jacksoncapital.asia. Righty-ho, guys. We'll get, okay. And we'll get those links up in the show notes. Uh, anything else, Richard, before I, I wrap up? I think that's it. That's cool. it, my man. Okay, so get over to tradingnut.com. Search for Richard in the search box. And uh, until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that interview. Now, look, uh, we did manage to get a couple of screenshots or charts, marked up charts from Richard, and I've chucked them up in the Trading Nut membership area as part of the bonus content that you get. As a listener, if you jump over there, leave your email, you'll get given login details to get into the membership area. There should be a link on your phone in the description to send you over to tradingnut.com. If not, just search it up, and uh, there'll be a way to put your email address on. I'll make it pretty easy. And uh, if not, check out Richard's show notes. They're all marked up. They've got timestamps. There's quotes. There's YouTube videos as well. If you're not on the YouTube channel, you prefer YouTube, watch a YouTube video. Um, also, do appreciate it. If you're on your phone now, jump on there, leave a review. Uh, really do appreciate those reviews. 
And last but not least, there's a few more spots left, remember, for that gold membership. So if you want to come on board for the, with the best deal ever, they're just about to disappear, literally just about to disappear. So there's a few more spots left. You can see how many are up there on the site. If you head over there. If you're listening to this in the future, check it out anyway. There'll be something else there in its place, I assure you. All right, folks. Without further ado, if, I'm, if you're not in the pro, the, if you're not in the gold chat room, I will see you on the airwaves next week. If you are in the gold chat room, then go over there and have a look at some of the charts that are posted up. Some of my trading. All right, folks. Until next time, have a great trading week.